talk briefly and then we're going to move on because if I don't move on, I feel something creeping up my leg. You know what I'm saying? And we need to move. <laughs> then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 20 says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, made, uh, uh, created him male and female. He created them. Amen. All right. So uh, we're on hot button issues. And as you've been knowing, we've been addressing uh, certain issues um, that we are facing in our culture today. Uh, we're trying to address them from a place of grace, love, and most importantly, from what God has to say about the matter. Because again, we again we do not prescribe to any person's agenda outside of giving you what God's order is. That's all I'm worried about. I don't care about all the other stuff. I just want to give you what God's order is. Accept it for what it is. It's my job to give it to you. Then you make a choice and you go from it. Uh, you, you go from uh, and decipher what that is. But my job is to give you the truth because again, at Judgment Day, God will call God will call me into order. And say you didn't share that you didn't say this. You were you were timid to say certain things all because you wanted to gain people. Uh, you were timid to say things and you didn't tell people the full truth. And so I'm putting their blood on your hand uh, on your hands, and that's not going to be me. All right, that's not going to be me. It's a real thing. Last week we talked about abortion, and, and it really caused some conversations amongst ourselves. And also um, on, online, I've heard people, um, and then we talked about mental illness. We got somebody who said, man, we thank God that you would even say something about this because uh, their kid was dealing with, um, kid was dealing with, uh, oh my God, um, uh, dealing with um, autism. And um, so we, we've had good praise reports about people like saying like good that this is being talked about and stuff. And so this is a good thing. It's causing conversation, and that's all. I, that's all I care about. It's causing conversation to point you to Christ. Today, I really kind of want to talk to you. I'm gonna be honest. When you when you start really dealing with issues that are really affecting the culture, it can become draining on draining on you because of the level of revelation that you're getting and what you have to share out. Because this is some touchy subjects. Today, I want to kind of talk about sexuality today. At least start the conversation today. I'm not going to go in full detail. Uh, that's what we have Pastor Dom for tomorrow. I mean, on Tuesday. <laughs> so he's going to go further <laughs> further than I on Tuesday. And then also keep it out, keep out, not because not only Tuesday, but maybe next, not next Sunday, but the following Sunday, he might come back uh, to talk more about it, okay? Um, because I, I really want to talk about something that the sexuality and the issue, uh, it, 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 so much has become of this issue of sexuality. Um, uh, and a lot of times, one of my things is I want to address it, one, from a relational aspect, uh, the relational problem that I see. Uh, the issue of sexuality should not be talked about from other people. I see what I see the issue that has become. And one of those issues that I've seen is that the first place where these conversations about sexuality and orientation should be happening is in the family. It's home first. Uh, that is the first thing I will say. You're for a lot of things, who you, how you should find out about God, all of that should really be happening in the family structure. And what I've noticed is that because we've been passing our kids along, 
We just allow the school system, we allow, uh, we allow their phones to educate them, Google to educate them on various topics, and we have not given any type of understanding to them to help them understand how things are. And when they get exposed to different things, what happens is they start playing on their mind, and then different things start to develop, right? And so then we're in a culture now that there is multiple, then there, there's multiple genders outside of male and female, which scientifically, there is nothing scientifically, there is no conclusive evidence that can back up that there are genders outside of male and female. You are either one or the other. All right? Biology-wise and neurobiology-wise, you could either be one or the two, depending on what hormones are running through you. Also, I want to destroy, I also want to say this. When I'm talking about this stuff, I'm talking it from a place of loving grace. I am not here to bash you. I am not here to talk about even if you have same-sex attraction, I'm not here to bash you. I am here to lead you to a place of going, of lead you to a place of freedom that is in Christ. My job is to lead you to freedom in Christ. My job is to lead you on a path of holiness. My job is not to pray the gay out of you. Are you hearing me? That is not my job. My job is to point you to holiness in Christ. And that you can be, uh, and through a process of deliverance, we can see some great things come out of a broken situation. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? A lot of times, oh, my kid is suffering with same-sex attraction. Or you say your kid is, uh, he's a little feminine or has little aspects about him. Well, let's talk to him. Have you ever had a conversation with him? Have you ever brought him, you know what I'm saying? That don't mean that he has uh, uh, had the same sex attraction. He just likes doing certain things different. But the reality is, is that we have to have conversations. But if you're not having it in the home first, and then you get thrown off once it's in front of you, that's your fault. Yeah. I'm just being honest. And so we have all of this multiple things going on, multiple genders, uh, uh, same sex attraction, and uh, 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 oh my God, there's no such thing as monogamous relationships. All of that sexuality is broad. The human sexuality is really in a broad term. It's talking about how you even express yourself sexually. It's also talking about how you express yourself, your bi bi biological makeup, and different things like that. And so it, it's a broad topic. But for what I'm talking about in our culture today is dealing with this thing, uh, dealing with, again, when we have uh, uh, bathrooms and stuff like that turning into quote unquote family bathrooms or ba bathrooms that allow uh, 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 a man to go into a woman's bathroom because he identifies himself as a woman. Now there's one thing that I must have to, uh, have to say. You are not something just because you are attracted to it. There's a difference between your biological makeup versus your sexual preference. So just because you say you may be attracted to your own persuasion that may be a man does not mean that you should, that doesn't mean that you are a woman. Because here's the other thing that I wanna share with you. No matter what they do or whatever they try to do in surgery to try to make you into a woman or make you into a man, you will never be that because your makeup was not made that way. No matter what. Are you hearing me tonight? You were not made up that way. You will never have a menstrual cycle. 
You will never experience what a woman has gone through. Why? Because you were not made. <laughs> Thank you, Princess God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. <laughs> I thank God to be a man. Amen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm saying, like, listen, you will never know how that is. But, you, but people identify themselves based upon a sexual preference. When you have to distinguish the two. Because no matter what, there's only two hormones in you. And no matter, and here's the thing, there are studies that will show that a heterosexual versus someone who is transgender is more prone to mental problems because of the amount of medicine that they're taking that is changing the hormonal, uh, that's trying to change hormones, which then leads to suicide. And the most people, here's what they want to keep away from you because they don't want it destroying their agenda. Most of them regret the fact that they even had a sex change because of the amount of medicine and different things they have to take in order to become the very thing that they desire to be. And let me tell you something. God does not tell us not to do God that sexual sin is a sin that you do against your own body. So even with that, they're doing against their own body. No matter what, I'm not here to come for one particular thing. I'm here to come for your polygamy. I, got, I have to have two girlfriends. One is not enough. I'm coming from your non-committed self. You know what I'm saying? You should be glad that one like you, yet alone two. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in here. The reality is that's the truth of what we're living in. That's the reality. But I'm saying far as when it comes down to when it comes down to, to, to dealing with what is because here's the thing. Christians, we have not had this talk and we have not had this talk in grace and we haven't had it in love. Now, having this talk in grace is not sugarcoating the issue. That's right. I'm not here to sugarcoat it for you. Right. The reality is, is this. When we're talking about sexuality and we're talking about gender identity, the scripture lets us know from the person who created all of this. It says it plainly that a man that he created male and female. I am not here to do the whole the thing he created, Adam, not Steve. I'm not here to do all of that. It's played out. Enough of that. He, he created male and female. And he created male and female for, two, for different, per, oh my God. So if, okay, he noticed that man could not live alone. But man was not living alone. He had people, he had things around him. He had animals. He had things for things around him. But he didn't have one of his own type of kind. So what did God do? He did not produce someone that was, he produced someone what, that was, uh, oh my God, that was as his kind but made it different. What I mean? That means that he didn't produce another man for him. He produced another uh, helpmate for him that was a female. Because a female has something that the male needs. And the male has something that the female needs. Are you hearing me tonight? 
And so the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of this stuff, and I also want to destroy this too. Again, he created male and female. And so here's another thing. There's a lie that is out there that I am a, a female trapped in a male body. Or I am a, or I am a male trapped, I'm a female trapped in a, in a, in a male, a, a female trapped, or a male trapped in a female's body. Did I say that first? Or, uh, uh, or, fe or, uh, or a female trapped in a male's body, right? That's a lie. Everybody said, I was born this way. I was born this way. Here's what I'm going to tell you now. What a lot of times what has made up the choice of sexual attraction is a uh, same-sex attraction is environments. There are no conclusive evidence. I'm trying to come for the evidence. There is no conclusive evidence. A lot of the people who tries to produce evidence to you of the contrary to what I'm saying is in the lifestyle. Come on. So they're going to try to support things that supports an agenda that they have. Come on. I'm just looking at it from, if you just look at it from a non-biased aspect, there is no conclusive evidence to prove that. But here's, what is here's what's conclusive, is that environments, what you were exposed to, what you saw, what is lingering, that all affects what a person did, what, what, what same-sex attraction is produced. Are you getting me? Amen. Here's what I'm saying. Not only with same-sex attraction, but even with a young male or a, and a young female that is, in a that is a heterosexual, uh, again, certain things develop at a certain age. That's how sexual addictions can, it can develop. It can develop at a teenage age. How is that? Because of what they've seen, what they saw, what they're influenced by. Your environment matters. That's right. That's right. What you put your kids around matters. Because if they see something, if they see it in a common thing, they're going to think that's right. And that is what's going on if we put it all in television, if we put it all on there. Then it's going to feel like it's an acceptable thing. But not realizing the harm that it does. Are you hearing me tonight? And I'm not just talking about homosexuals, transgenders. I'm talking about heterosexuals as well. That's all included in sexuality. Because when we talk about sexuality, we only hold it on, oh, the homosexuals is wrong. Yes, it is, but also with heterosexual relationships, being caught up in pornography, being caught up in those, those are wrong too. Because, it's, because really it's lust. How many of y'all, how many of us have, you know, we the lust? Amen. Not ashamed to say. You know, I thank God for deliverance. You know, things happen. But what I'm saying is, ladies and gentlemen, that, and I, I promise I'm not trying to be long, but am I making sense so far? Am I making sense so far? I'm just trying to lay a foundation. So again, relationally, we have to understand the relational problem of this, again, is that we're not addressing the issue of sexuality in a way that we have in a conversation. And instead of bashing, we're not here to bash. We're here to lead somebody to a place of holiness. Because here's the thing, even with people who, there are people who are truly, genuinely trying to serve God, but they struggle with that attraction. But and then there's some people that will never, they will stay, uh, they will remain, uh, they will remain and practice abstinence because they don't have the attraction for neither one. They just want to walk in holiness, which you definitely got to pray harder for them. 
so they won't slip back into it. You get what I'm saying? I'm just being honest. This is a whole thing that we have here going on. We have to lead people to holiness because the reality is the Bible says, be holy for I am holy. Set apart, distinguish. Get what I'm saying? The reality is, again, man, is that if we are not saying this, and if we're not saying this uh, in an appropriate way, we are going to lose the conversation because they've been leading the conversation and we're behind. Theologically, the conversation is basically this. He created male and female. There are no other genders. Now then they make a car, uh, an argument about gender variance, that there can be variance in gender. There is no variance in gender. There's only two, male and female. There is no, oh my gosh, you cannot sit there and tell me scientifically, oh yes, no, there's a difference between preference and gender. And guess what? No matter what you say you identify by, that does not make you that. <laughs> it does not make you that because you identify yourself. So if we're going to make a loophole in that, then somebody should be able to identify themselves as a president and be able to be called the president then. Are you getting what I, Is that extreme or like if, if I, so what you're saying is if I identify myself as a woman, then I should be treated as such. But, but I'm not it. So, hence therefore, I should be able to identify myself as any, as anything else. I should be able to identify myself as, uh, as the 43rd president and be treated as such. Huh? I should be, well, nowadays, I should be treated as that. Because that's what I'm identifying myself as. That is pretty much what the argument's all about. Here's another thing that I want to also clear up too, and I, I need to address this. There is so a lot of times, you know, we uh, I heard Robbie Zachariah say this, but this is a lot of argument. The argument is talking about also about you know uh, I, I think we need to be careful, church, uh, to allow an agenda. And to have people be confused between the civil rights movement and this movement. Listen to me in this house today. There are, and here's the argument, we have human rights too. A lot of the people who are in that particular lifestyle are well off. The only thing you're really talking about that you don't have the right of is marriage. We were stripped of our rights. It is not the same struggle. Stripped of identity, stripped of all of that. So here's the thing. Sexuality is sacred because God created it as such because he's holy. Sex is really a holy thing. I'm gonna, sex is a holy thing. Let me tell you why. Because... It distinguishes the single from the married. This is what married people do. We get it in. I got another year, amen. Got another year, Lord. Amen. Amen. 
Are you hearing me tonight? But this is the truth. The truth is, and see, here's the thing. Oh, but I don't like Christianity because they they set they 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 they, they uh, Christians are harsh towards those types of people. Here's what I'm uh, here's the thing. Here's where we draw the line. There are some things that you cannot change. You know what one of them is? You can't change your ethnicity. Can't change your ethnicity. And guess what? You can't really change your orientation. You can try to modify it, but you can't change it. Because you are what you are. You get what I'm saying? The reason why we don't stand against racial issues is because it is a, oh my God, it is inhumane for the reason of, because you can't change one's ethnicity. But you can change your preference. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? And I can't change something based upon what the word of God says. You get what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, God has the authority. So that's why you don't stand. That's why we don't stand. And that's why there's so many Christians who are blended in this issue because they don't really see nothing wrong with it. Because guess, uh, guess what? Because, oh, everybody do the same thing. It is that, listen, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But here's the difference. It becomes an attack on what God has ordained. It don't make anything else right. Even with heterosexuals, you having two, three, three wives, four wives, that's wrong. You get what I'm saying? The reality is it's not the same thing. It is not. You cannot identify with one struggle all because of your preference. We couldn't prefer our skin color. You get what I'm saying? We, 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 we didn't have any rights. Those are rights we had to fight for. We didn't have no money. We, we didn't even get our 40 acres in the mule. And some of you all are running Hollywood studios, doing all of that stuff, but yet you have no rights. Do you see the problem in all of this? Are you hearing me tonight? Here's what I'm saying. The theological problem is here. That's the theological problem. We have to understand that, again, the word of God is what the word of God is, no matter for any of us. We can't add nothing to it. We can't change nothing to it. It's, it's, listen, it is what it is in plain day. There is no gray areas in scripture. You hear what I'm saying? We make the gray areas as human beings, trying to, uh, uh, trying to, uh, uh, I guess, uh, comprehend what God is trying to say and try to say, well, I don't think God said that. <laughs> or I don't think, you know what I'm saying? And, and then we make it that way. Here's the other thing I want to talk about. There's also a social problem with this as well. Socially, what type of type of, uh, of culture is America? We, for the most part, we are an autonomous, social-wise, social we are autonomous, meaning everyone has the right to their own opinion. That's why certain, uh, uh, certain, um, uh, certain laws that were put in place that gave you the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, all of that stuff. That's what makes the country what it is, right? 
But here's the thing. We are in a day now that if we say something that is against whoever agenda is, then they are automatically hit. They're, they're bigots. They're, they're hypocrites. They're all of these, they, they're, they're all of these it's, you know what I mean? And, 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 and so, and with either one of us, and with every one of us, if we say this against something else, we are automatically laid as you're against me. So then what begins to happen is, is that if we're not opposed to something or something is trying to be forced upon you, then now does that make us a real autonomous social structure? Because even with Christianity, I can tell you about it, but I can't force it. I would love you to come out of hell and join the winning team. But as much as I would love for you to do that, it's still your choice. So with the issue of sexuality and all of this stuff, it is trying to literally rob you of your right to choose or the right to make a decision in your mind about certain issues. Because if you don't agree, you automatically get unfollowed. You automatically get all of that stuff. And I didn't say anything. I didn't bash you. But you bash me because I have a difference of opinion. So does that make us an autonomous social, oh my God, social society then? No. Well, Christians do the same thing. Not every, not, no, no, no. Not every, those are certain people. No, the reality is, is that you have to make a decision. And you cannot rob me of an opinion. That don't mean that I can stop, you know, loving you or stuff like that. But I'm going to tell you now, this is where I draw the line. This is where I draw the line. Are you hearing me? Because God created us for the purpose in his own image. So if we were made in our own image, the idea that I was born in that way is to say that God made me like that. And God did not make you like that when you were made in his image. There are environmental factors that has gone along to make a decision that you have made. So how do we talk to those who, who are struggling with it? See, here's the thing. The church has not even became a safe environment for those who actually struggle with it, right, but actually don't want to do that. And so it's not safe for them, safe for people to have conversations. I remember a particular individual, I'm not going to say their name, uh, came up to me and told them what they, they, they deal with. I said, all right, cool. Let's walk through it. What does it mean for you to come at? Oh, get out of there, demon. Walk them through it, man. You got to walk them through it. See, we want to also label it, but we don't want to walk nobody through it. Walk somebody through it. It's the same thing. Say, Pastor B, man, I just love laying with the women, man. I'm trying not to. I need your help. First of all, you need the help of God. <laughs> then I can help you further. <laughs> Are you, I'm being serious. I'm not just trying to label one thing. I'm trying to keep it, and Pastor Dom is going to go in deeper detail than me. But watch what I'm saying. You have to walk people through it. We have to create a safe, we have to create environments for the Holy Ghost. Number one, powerful worship experiences can bring about deliverance. 
That's one. And for all of you Candyland having, uh, cook, oh my goodness, uh, Cocoa Puff having, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, non-offensive uh, church. Let me tell you something. That is not going to get it done in this, in this day. You have to come with the Holy Ghost and you got to come with the Word of God. You must come with the Word of God in power and in demonstration. Because there's people in your little Candyland churches that are taking, oh my God, that they, they are taking prescriptions to deal with a mental illness issue that they don't even have. I can tell you some stories. Because they only see, oh my God, they only see church as therapy. The reality of what I'm trying to tell you, we got to walk people through sexuality. We need to talk to our young kids and do not allow, oh my God, do not allow the, 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 the school system to tell them about it. Stop neglecting your children. Stop leaving the responsibility in other people's hands to do it. If you had the kid, it's your responsibility. Stop beating churches. Stop beating up on people before what they're dealing with. I'm not saying don't call it out. I'm saying stop beating them up. And let's lead them to a place of holiness. Because that's where all of us are trying to thrive for. I'm not here to cause you, oh, don't be that anymore. No, let's lead you to a place of holiness. Well, pastor, I think I can still be holy and, and still have that. Nope. And still practice that nuke. Don't work that way. Just like a heterosexual thing. I, it don't work like that. You get what I'm saying? It's like me. Would you take me seriously if I was a pastor up here just sleeping with all the women? No. You wouldn't come here. I would hope not. You get what I'm saying? That's wrong. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is serious business, man, and I'm, I'm coming to a close. I really am. I'm coming to a close. i got to end. But what I'm saying is we have to lead people out of it. There's, it's okay. You struggle with that? All right, cool. So what are we going to do? Because you can't. You, you, what are we going to do? That's what you struggle with? All right. Some people never had a male to call them who they were. Some people were too scared to do their responsibility to call them what they were. Instead of them, instead of them calling them what they are, they call them a punk. Call them, stop being a sissy. Stop being a wuss. And then with all of those names, it start turning them into something that never that they never thought. But if they saw it like that, and, I, and other I, people who get called that are identified as that, that means I may be one. And then what that does that, that then that what that does is start developing certain attractions. We have people who maliciously molested young girls, and now they're not because they don't like men anymore because a man who they knew, who was a family member, who they trusted, took their identity. And now they have developed feelings that I'd rather deal with women. 
young boys being attracted to things early, being around their friends, their friends telling them about sex, saying, man, you just don't know. Then develops feelings in them when they have it the first time. They're like the Energizer Buddies. They can't just get enough of it. They got to keep going on and on and on to then lead to, why do you think STDs happen? Why do you think transmitted disease happen? Because people are reckless. And so if we're so free in our sexuality and what we're trying to cause things to be, you know what's going to happen? You're going to have a more broken society. Are you hearing me tonight? Let's stand to our feet and begin to pray for those right now. In the name of Jesus, let's pray for them real briefly. In the name of Jesus, I cover those right now who's having problems in their sexuality right now. I really pray right now, God, God, that you would send people to help deliver, help them go to lead them to a place of holiness that's going to love them out of their mess, oh God, and be long-suffering with them and be patient with them. God, thank you for your love towards us, oh God, that is, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because your compassion fails not against us. God, I pray right now you cleanse our minds of all unrighteousness right now in the name of Jesus. May your name be lifted high over above anything, homosexuality, over uh, polygamy right now, over gender, uh, uh, different genders right now in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare, God, may freedom come upon that person. May freedom come upon that man. May freedom come upon that woman right now in the name of Jesus. May you, oh Lord God, right now, correct things right now in the name of Jesus. May they understand that they're not too far away that the Holy Spirit can't draw them in. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now, God, that your fire would fall upon them right now, burning any desire, oh God, that is not like you out of them in the name of Jesus. And I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would put in them your love and put them in put in them your grace. And I pray right now that you put a forgiveness in their spirit today. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now, heal any wound, heal any emotional wound, heal any emotional hurt, heal any emotional trauma in the name of Jesus God and I decree and declare that they are great men and that they're great women of God in the name of Jesus to Christ and that they are who God who you created them to be in the name of Jesus and I thank you right now God I thank you oh God now God may you answer by fire tonight in the name of Jesus, if you're not saved in this room, I offer you Jesus Christ. I offer you the one, oh God, that can make you whole. I can't do nothing for you, but I know who can. His name is Jesus. His name is Yahweh. He's Emmanuel, and he knows the way. If you want to rededicate your life back to Christ, you can do that as well. We offer you Jesus tonight. We offer you the one who is able to wash away all your sins and make you whole again and get, put you on a path of holiness today. In the name of Jesus, if you want to partner with TCF, you can do that as well. May God be with you. Give me three shouts of amen tonight. Amen. 